Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, July the 31st, 2023. Our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus proposed a parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. So we are continuing to hear Jesus's parables and his analogies, comparing the kingdom of heaven to plants and seeds and Things that grow, things that sprout, things that increase. Yeast is a great example because yeast makes the dough rise. And that's what our faith does. It's just amazing to me. I mean, I talk about this all the time, but it's amazing to me. I mean, when you take another quote from Jesus and you put this all together, you'll know them by their fruits. When the faith is present, things grow, things get better, people heal. When the faith is not present, things shrink, they fall by the wayside. So many people today are saying, and I know I'm on my soapbox, why are our parishes shutting down? Why are our schools shutting down, and then you see what they're teaching. You hear what's happening at these parishes. They're not being faithful, so many of them. It's not about Jesus anymore. It's so obvious to me with the schools that I've worked in, it's about everything but Jesus. But they keep that cross on the wall so that they can get their extra funding or whatever. I don't know so that they can have that diocesan status and therefore they get, you know, kids whose parents think, oh yeah, I'm sending my kid for a good Catholic education. And who even knows what that means? For so many of them, it just means a safer environment, a nice place. But if it's not about Jesus, the dough will not rise. The plant will not grow. And then we sit around saying, oh no, I don't know why this is not working. It's shutting down. Whereas when it is about Jesus, it grows, it thrives. And this is what we call now the new evangelization. There are many things happening that are focused on the Lord and they're thriving. One great example, if you don't believe me, everybody's just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Okay, this weekend, go to a Latin mass. Just go to it. 
<laughs> it, the old the old right was very focused on God, plain and simple. It wasn't about, oh, this person, that person. Let's all face each other. Let's do this. Let's add in all kinds of things. Let's have the priest be more of an entertainer than a uh, a sacred minister, whatever. It was just focused on prayer, focused on Jesus. And, and the mentality was, what can we do to worship him the best we can? Let's add some music. Let's add some incense. Let's put up a new statue. It was all worship-centered, therefore being Jesus-centered. And now you go into these churches, and they're packed. And they're packed with young families. And people say, oh, these homeschoolers, they're crazy. No, the homeschoolers are focused on Jesus. Maybe that's why you think they're crazy. But look, they have five, six, seven kids. And you know what? These kids are intelligent and well-spoken, and they go and they get good jobs. And the families have a lot of love for each other. There's peace and joy in the home. Um, maybe uh, they don't have all the money in the world. But they're certainly making making ends meet, and they're they're getting along great. Anyway, that's my little soapbox for today. <laughs> it is also the feast of Saint Ignatius of Loyola, and I mean, we could talk about the same thing with Saint Ignatius, and that is uh, when the Jesuits were an authentic community, when they were not just Jesuit but also Catholic, they were the best community in the church. Saint Ignatius started with one man, and then a few men. And then they grew, and they prayed, and they fasted, and they learned, they studied their faith, and they became giants as a religious order goes. They were known as the Pope's order, defenders of the Holy Father, defenders of the papacy, and they went all over the world and talk about mustard seeds. They evangelized entire countries. And these countries are now strong in the Catholic faith because of the Jesuits. Even in the United States, it was the majority of priests that came over at the beginning were Jesuits founding our dioceses, first Baltimore, and then some of these others that came out of Baltimore, like Philadelphia, New York, some of the ones down south. Um, sorry, I didn't get ready with my geography for this podcast today. But yes, so the Ignatian order, and, and one thing that I just want to focus on with the Feast of St. Ignatius, the Ignatian order, the Jesuit order, is um, in his rules of discernment that he's very, very well known for. I mean, it all stemmed from his own personal conversion. He was a soldier, and he was wounded. Sometimes the Lord permits us to be wounded in order to draw us back to him. He permits sickness. He permits, uh, you know that we have to sit for a while and that we can't get up and do stuff that because maybe the stuff we were doing wasn't good. And God is so good to us. He's so merciful. He's trying to get us to heaven. So he was injured for a very long time. In fact, he was getting better. And then they had to reset all of his bones that had broken. They it started all over again. So he was double the time in, you know, the hospital, wherever he was that he had originally thought he was going to be. And during that time, he started to read the, the nuns that were taking care of him. They only had a couple books there, and they were the Bible and Lives of the Saints. So he started reading the Bible, and he started reading the life of St. Francis, the life of St. Dominic. And he would also sit there, and he would plan his next battle, and he would think about all the victories in battle that he had experienced. And he just started to notice that when his thoughts were worldly, 
especially focusing on these worldly battles, they left him dry in the end. They left him feeling like, eh, because he never really thought about it much before. But when he started to think about maybe being another St. Francis or another St. Dominic, his heart would leap out of his chest. There was excitement, but there was also great peace, and he would hold on to that peace for a long time. Reading the Bible gave him great peace, and so he wrote up his rules for Ignatian discernment. And this became, um, you know, it's known as the rule of St. Ignatius, but also it went into his own rule that he wrote for his new community that he founded. And there's so much to learn there. There's so much there that we can all benefit from. And one of the key uh, components there is that it will lead you to peace if it is truly from the Lord. So this is another getting, getting back to the analogy of the mustard seed and the big plant and the yeast making the dough rise. This is what we have to constantly be discerning in our lives. What I am doing, what I am considering, what I am thinking about, does it lead me to peace or does it lead me to greater agitation? I have people in my life that I love very much that are very peaceful, and I have people in my life that I love very much that are constantly agitated. And guess which ones go to church and pray? Guess which ones are constantly discerning the will of God and striving to follow that and constantly striving for virtue. One virtue in particular being patience, uh, but so many others, all the temperance types of virtues, you know, uh, turning away from sin, turning away from addictive behaviors, etc. God is the one addiction we're allowed to have. <laughs> all the other addictions lead us to greater agitation, which means the evil one is present. When we are addicted to the Lord, so to speak, I mean, it's not an addiction because Jesus gives us freedom. Therefore, we can leave him. We can stay. He wants us to have free will. But when we constantly turn to him and constantly choose him, there is a spirit of peace. And with peace comes the fruits of the spirit. Self-control. It's an amazing thing. And it doesn't come from us. It comes from the Lord. It's amazing. Gentleness. How many of us do a lot of good things, yet we're not gentle? We don't have that spirit of the Lord that is gentle and sweet and kind and meek. So love and joy and peace being these primary fruits. So St. Ignatius realized when he served the Lord, he was at peace. So he promoted this among these men founding this order. This order grew. It went everywhere. It converted whole countries and many, many people have come to find that peace. And so in the spirit of St. Ignatius this day, we ask that the Lord may plant his seeds of grace within each of our hearts and those that we love, together with Our Lady, the Queen of Peace. We have a special month coming up that is uh, focused on her with the Assumption in a few weeks. And, you know, this is her constant message, that prayer leads to peace. We want that mustard seed to grow in our hearts and in our lives, that we become men and women of peace, that we spread that peace to everyone around us. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.